welcome to the new episode of Inspiration Talks podcast. In this episode, we are going to switch from cybersecurity that we talked about last time to the artificial intelligence. And there are basically two things I want to talk. One is uh, the history about uh, for the history of AI, and the other is basically the perspectives and regulatory frameworks that countries started imposing. So, uh, in terms of history, the concept of artificial intelligence and learning machines can be found very early in human history, mainly in stories and myths. Mechanical men and artificial beings can be seen in Greek myths of Hephaestus and many other. In the Middle Ages, there are many stories of alchemists trying to create artificial intelligence. One of the most fine, uh, famous ones is the Golem of Prague. Golem is basically in uh, Jewish folklore an artificial uh, anthropomorphic being that is magically created uh, entirely from inanimate matter. By the 19th century, the ideas about artificial uh, men and thinking machines are quite prominent in fantasy literature, uh, such as uh, Marie Shelley's Frankenstein or Karel Chapek's Rur. Uh, Rur is basically short for Rossum Universal Robots. Uh, and uh, it's been made... Uh, important element of science fiction even in today's term. Uh, so automation made many tasks that humans were initially doing uh, executable by machine. This was prominent mainly during the Industrial Revolution and the second half of the 19th century. Thinking about automating more tasks uh, was a strong engine of science and engineering at the time. However, it was back then uh, well, when they realized that some task needs a degree of human intelligence. Uh, however, intelligence is based on presumption that the way human are thinking can be automated. The study of formal reasoning was quite long, uh, has quite long history and goes back to Greek, Indian, and Chinese philosophers. Probabilistic studies and statistics uh, gave as well significant contribution to the future area of machine learning. Uh, the first invention that sparked thinking about thinking machine was Church Turing thesis that implied that the mechanical device shifting uh, symbols as simple as zero and one could imitate any conceivable process of mathematical deduction, especially uh, with publication about Turing machine is simply theoretical construct that. Uh, captured the essence of symbol manipulation from church Turing thesis inspired many scientists to begin discussing the possibility of thinking machine. Uh, Turing machine demonstrated that every form of computation can be described digitally. Uh, the first 
computers were built as uh, code-breaking machines during the Second World War. Afterwards, a handful of scientists started thinking uh, how to, uh, computers can be utilized for general purpose tasks in machine intelligence, scientists mainly from mathematics, physics, engineering, economics and political science backgrounds started thinking about thinking computers. Previously, during the 30s and 40s and early 50s, researchers in neurolo neurology shown that uh, the brain is a network of neurons that communicate with, with each other with electrical impulses that feel or all not impulses. Walter Pitts and Warren McCulloch uh, analyzed the network of idealized artificial neurons and showed how they can perform simple logical functions they were the first uh, to present and show that what later uh, be called artificial neural neurons neural networks so it was like early 50s or even before when artificial neural networks that are very used in today's deep neural networks uh, were proven to to work however there was an issue of uh, how much could be computed in the machines of the time uh, so basically they couldn't use much uh, of that knowledge as it is used today uh, in 1951, Marvin Minsky built the first neural networked uh, machine called SNARK, or Stochastic Neural Analog Reinforcement Calculator. Uh, the machine is a randomly connected network of about 40 synapses containing memory that help a probability of incoming uh, signal coming out. Uh, and the machine had a system of rewards that were given by the operator by pressing button. Uh, based on the network, the machine was learning the functions of incoming outgoing signals. And it was like pretty good to learn certain like functions and mathematical uh, algebra functions. But and basically it was like there was like no still backpropagation it was a reward system uh, given by the user of the, by the operator of the machine uh, in 1950, Alan Turing published a paper titled Computing Machinery and Intelligence where he noted that thinking is difficult to define uh, and in this paper, he devised a test now called Turing test, which is testing whether a machine is thinking. Uh, the test is basically based on conversation between machine and the human over a teleprinter with another human and indistinguish. Uh, basically, they're like human and the machine uh, behind teleprinter talking to a human and if uh, if human can't if human tester can't define which one is machine then the machine is passing during test uh, 
the first games that contain some AI were written by for, for the Ferranti Mark one machine uh, that was built at the University of Manchester. Uh, these games were checkers and chess. Checkers programs developed in the mid-1950s and early 60s uh, eventually achieved sufficient skill to challenge a respectable amateur. Uh, game AI became later uh, a platform where, where AI systems were tested. Uh, and it is such as today, like you have AlphaGo and uh, like in the 90s, like chess was tested uh, on like Kasparo you know, with like Deep Blue and as well uh, Jeopardy with uh, IBM Watson. Uh, so in summer of 1956, uh, was organized a conference, basically a six-week workshop named Armut Summer Research Project on Artificial Intelligence. Uh, it was organized by Marvin Minsky, uh, Nathan L. Rochester and Claude Shannon and John McCarthy. Uh, and the event is considered by many the birth point of artificial intelligence, even to some of the research have been done even before it. Uh, it was basically extended brainstorming session on which about 20 scientists exchanged their idea of artificial intelligence. Uh, so this is the point when there was a lot of hope in... Uh, for artificial intelligence and after Dartmouth workshop a lot of new programs were designed and many breakthroughs were made many of the programs were astonishing to people and press basically uh, as computers were solving some like al algebra problems uh, probing theorems and uh, in geometry and understanding bits of natural language uh, so there was optimism in the field and many governmental agencies were generously funding research in the area. Optimistic claims that the fully intelligent machine will be built in uh, less than 20 years have been set in the early 60s. Uh, however, it all didn't went so well. And most of these... Uh, Algorithms were using just like some search methodology of like graph search and rules and rule of the thumb, uh, so, some like micro worlds, uh, and and they didn't did to the great depth of uh, what our artificial intelligence is today. Uh, so in the seventies, AS subject. Uh, to critiques and financial setbacks uh, and a lot of uh, research uh, found some limitations where uh, those algorithms could go and they wouldn't be able to go further. Uh, so 
some of the problems that researchers face was like limited computer power and there was like not enough memory for processing speed to accomplish anything like many useful things uh, as well there was like uh, how many operations per second could be made and at the time it was not huge uh, amount of uh, maps or operations uh, there was combination uh, combinatorial explosions so like a lot of uh, problems could be solved for like little toy problems but it couldn't be solved for uh, the real world applications uh, there was a problem with common sense knowledge and reasoning so like humans have some like background knowledge uh while the machines uh they have to have integrated that into them and it is very time consuming and long and tedious process uh and and, and there are like there were some of the other problems that were outlined uh, so the I agencies basically stopped the funding because they became frustrated with lack of progress and uh, were very unhappy with the state of the affair and uh, moved and uh, shift the funding to the other areas uh, and all ended basically in 1973 after the Long Hill report on the state of AI research in England that criticized the failure of AI to achieve the grandiose objectives and uh, led to dismantling of AI research in that country. Uh, DARPA was as well deeply disappointed with researchers working on speech understanding research. Uh, uh, so, like, Hans Moravis blamed the crisis on non-realistic predictions uh, of the colleagues that uh, predicted that intelligence can be solved in, like, 20 years. <coughs> uh, and, and there was a, a bit of uh, pressure on, as well, funding agency, especially DARPA, on mission-oriented research rather than basic understands, uh, basic research, and for many of the activities uh, performed by for AI, the, there was a need for fundamental or basic research in mathematics in and uh, some other areas of computer science. Uh, and that sort of lasted for a couple of de decades uh, until the basically 80s where another boom happened uh, in expert systems uh, so expert systems are a system that integrates certain knowledge as human experts and can help uh uh, help with uh, certain problems uh, given the information or the problem they could solve the problem uh, so there was a, 
a number of systems that were developed in the time. Uh, the funding agency again started being excited, uh, and uh, but that as well lasted for about ten years. Uh, then funding agents as as well those system reached the limit because complete knowledge of the world and complete uh, expertise of these expert system is very hard to achieve uh, so you need to integrate a lot of things and there are like uh, so, some amount of common sense that people are using uh, where you have problem that uh, in certain circumstances that are very similar would have different solutions and those things were very hard to integrate into those systems so uh, and as well like to integrate whole knowledge of the world or, or the area with all the details was practically impossible uh, then the second air winter happened which was about in 93 uh, when there was uh, so there was economic bubble and about AI and the collapse was in the perception that I, AI governed by agency and investors, the field that continued to make advances despite the criticisms. Um, uh, so Rodney Brooks and Hans Moravitz, researchers from the related fields of robotics, argued that an entirety of new approach in artificial intelligence is necessary. Uh, and in this like 90s there were coming like computers like Apple and IBM that uh, become more powerful and more superior than symbolic um, list machines uh, so that sort of drew down some, some of the programs that were uh, designed and developed for these machines uh, and then ba basically uh, in 1993 the AI uh, was like more than a half century old but as well like more mature than started making a new uh, progress and the new breakthroughs were made so again agencies got a bit uh, enthusiastic uh, so in 1997 Deep Blue became the first computer that uh, won against world champion Gary Kasparov uh, and there was some um, DARPA grand challenges that were supposed to like uh, be like for autonomous driving cars so uh, uh, and autonomous driving so Stanford robot in 2005 drove 131 miles along on, on the rest rehearsed this desert trial uh, there was as well like uh, DARPA urban cha challenge where uh, the robot car should be navigating 55 miles in urban environment uh, while adhering to traffic hazards and all traffic laws. Uh, in 2011, the Geopardy quiz show ex uh, 
made uh, exhibition match between IBM question answering system Watson and two greatest Jeopardy champions Brett Rutter and Ken Jennings and uh, Watson won by quite significant margin uh, and it was not the success due to some revolutionary new paradigm but mostly on the tedious application of engineering skills and uh, the, the increase of the speed of and capacity of the computers in the 90s uh, in fact like deep blue computer was 10 million times faster than Ferranti Mark 1 uh, that was initially in 1951 taught to play chess so you, like if something is 10 million times faster and has more memory it is obviously that it will perform much more uh, and as well like this as well contributed to uh, uh, to the use as well of uh, artificial neural networks uh, and uh, rise of data mining and text mining, uh, image recognition, speech recognitions, and various uh, different areas. Uh, and that was the rise as well uh, with the deep uh, neural networks, uh, which as well had... Uh, led to the in 2016 to the match between uh, AlphaGo and uh, world champion in Go, who was beaten for for two one. Uh, so, and basically, there was a bit of change of paradigm with the deep neural networks and uh, a new architectures emerged, but mainly those things were due to the uh, performance of the computers and uh, some of the easier calculable uh, activation functions that could, could be applied to the neural networks. Uh, and the concept of multi-layering and uh, trying to uh, reach the number of neurons that brain has, although we are still far away, th that is still not computationally possible uh, to make as many neurons as human brain has. Uh, so, uh, there is now huge enthusiasm, especially in industry and in academia and in certain bodies of uh, government and funding bodies about AI, deep learning and all these areas, uh, trying to wait for the new breakthrough, or trying to uh, automate as many things as possible, as much as it is possible. Basically, AI is about automation of human labor and especially tedious human labor uh, which requires some intelligence but not spectacularly great intelligence uh, so uh, there were b basically s some initiatives coming up from certain countries that want to compete in artificial intelligence and uh, they started thinking that uh, that b being on forefront of 
artificial intelligence will make the more powerful uh, country. Uh, and there were even some scientists contributing to this notion saying that uh, artificial intelligence and uh, information are a new oil, uh, especially compared to how oil uh, and in and discovery of oil transformed the industry and the economies and the growth of a certain countries in the end of 19th and early 20th century, uh, they think that artificial intelligence could do the same. Uh, and it already like touched many areas of the of the life uh, if you go to a doctor probably he will use some sort of the expert system that will uh, help him diagnose you or if you use uh, a phone like smartphone it will have different applications from google assistance to siri siri and others that basically use a lot of artificial intelligence your camera probably use some artificial intelligence to uh, sharpen up the f pictures, zoom, and, and stuff like that. These are all concepts that were born like quite far, far in the past, like in the past fifty years. But they emerge, new uses emerged as the computational power growth. So there are like a couple of countries that they identify artificial intelligence as a root of their development in their industrial strategies. So uh, the first country that did that was United States uh, that made a plan in 2016 called National Artificial Intelligence Research and Development Strategic Plan. And the plan is about making uh, long-term investing in research and development of artificial intelligence, machine learning, robotics, uh, development of effective methods of interaction between human and artificial intelligence, as well as uh, making research in the area of ethics and moral and societal questions of artificial intelligence making those systems safe uh, and as well like making measurable standards for efficiency and evaluations of these systems uh, second country that did kind of like similar thing was Germany and Germany had like a couple of strategies that uh, was looking into artificial intelligence uh, however there was certain ones that were specific to certain industries so Germany is big on uh, car manufacturing and therefore there is strategy uh, looking uh, into autonomous driving and basically the idea is how to uh, make or keep Germany's leading position in auto industry uh, and then like other country that 
did uh, the similar was United Arab Emirates that in 2017 they published a strategy for uh, artificial intelligence and this strategy is a part of the plan of like 100 year goals for 2071 uh, which basically has a idea or or like the core of this plan is to make United Arab Emirates a uh, best country in the world by the year 2071 uh, by as by reducing the uh, the dependence of the country from uh, export of oil. Uh, China as well in 2017 uh, launched a plan for new generation of uh, development AI development. So the plan is called New Generation AI Development Plan. Uh, and in the plan, it stated that uh, China should become a leader in this uh, in this area by 2030. Uh, it should uh, solve the key problems in uh, in research and development of artificial intelligence uh, problems, uh, develop the specter of the system, product and applications that are based on artificial intelligence and uh, cultivate the sector of artificial intelligence. Japan in a couple of plans and strategies from 2016 and 17 identified the need to expand scientific research in the sectors of robotics, artificial intelligence, and Internet of Things. Uh, plan is uh, is basically um, making kink uh, of like smart, technologically highly developed and highly connected society so they have this plan it's called society 505.0 European Union as well like public a number of regulatives uh, that uh, should emphasize uh, the uh, the role of the European Union as a global leader in the areas of robotics and artificial intelligence. Uh, there was some private-public partnership for robotics with name Spark, uh, and the European Commission uh, invested 700 million euros, uh, and there is three times that much money from the private sectors in the time from 2014 to 2020. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin said in 2017 that a country that will be leader in artificial intelligence will rule the world uh, and that this technology is 
offering colossal chances, but as well, and colossal opportunities, but as well dangers uh, that has to be regulated on the country level. Uh, Vladimir Putin uh, as well said that artificial intelligence is future, not just for Russia but as well for the whole society uh, and in that speech he mentioned that every uh, world power as United States of America, China, Russia they all agree that uh, development of artificial intelligence will determine the power of the nation in the future so so there is like huge perspective on uh, and, and huge expectations of artificial intelligence development is becoming a state issue uh, states are investing furiously into being the most dominant most uh, developed artificial intelligence research area and research country uh, so it is a great opportunity for like smart researchers to do work in this area uh, however it is as well a bit challenging uh, that a lot of is research and there may be sort of bubble uh, in, a sp in this space as uh, as there are limits to what artificial intelligence at least the approaches that we know so far are capable of doing so there may be uh, a need for perspective shift or a new methodologies that could be developed that will enhance the state of uh, of the affairs uh, so Artificial intelligence is basically a 50-year-old field. However, there are roots uh, in the past, before that, basically from ancient times. People were imagining and thinking about thinking machines and uh, uh, artificial beings with intelligence. Uh, the word robot was uh, taken from... Uh, Czech uh, Czech book Rur by Karel Čapek uh, and basically it means like robot basically in Czech means a worker with the one letter modification uh, and there there are like huge of issues like we are using artificial intelligence uh, currently, as we know, that it doesn't have any conscious and it is just a machine performing certain tasks on statistical level. However, if we found find out a machine uh, that would have more than that and would uh, be thinking as humans, uh, then there are a lot of moral issues that has to be solved. Like, does this machine have rights? stuff like that uh, so it is kind of a huge topic uh, that I will leave for some other time uh, 
I hope you enjoy this a bit of a story and this is the end of the third episode please follow us follow us further you can now watch us on multiple or listen to us on multiple uh, podcast directories we'll try to keep adding to other but as well please tell your friends and uh, let us know if you have any comments you can uh, write to us on Inspiratron's website so inspiratron.com uh, there is a contact page and feel free to share the message or uh, message me by some other means leave a comment or, or stuff like that uh, thank you very much for listening you're awesome and see you next week